Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Thursday. What a big week for reality TV. True. Uh, Let's start by talking about a Deadline article that was just released that Bethany Frankel is going to have her own apprentice-like reality TV business series that's produced by Mark Burnett, who Mm. did The Apprentice, Mm -hmm. who I think single-handedly made Donald Trump president. Yep. And I think Bethany Frankel deserves the same, and we will knock doors for her. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's turn this thing around. Let's. That would be such a beautiful future for our country. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, it's time for a strong, beautiful woman with a great rack (laughs) and a tight body who's been through some fucked up shit in her life to be president. She has made herself into a brand, skinny girl, that's worth millions of dollars. She's a real estate mogul. She fucking had a baby later than all the housewives and then had to go through a horrible divorce horrible with divorce. a guy who was harassing her for years, okay? <laughs> She's raising her daughter, Bryn, to be like a beautiful young lady. Uh, she fucking chartered private jets herself to Puerto Rico and handed out aid. Handed it out herself. Handing out gift cards. $100. If you want to get shit done, do it yourself. She is incredible. We will support her campaign. Yep. We urge you to support her too. Yep. I'm all for this and I will pay for HBO I Max. I guess we're getting fucking HBO Max. Just to see this show. <laughs> the Big Shot with Bethany Frankel, parentheses, working title, and parentheses, according to Deadline. And if they want to sponsor this podcast, we are here for oh it. Oh, my God. We're <laughs> so here for it. You know, I had my first Skinny Girl Margarita recently, and it was fucking delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah, I there was very, go. I was all about it, and I love supporting her. Amazing. And she is the highest rated, I love Shark Tank so much, as most people know, uh, she is the highest rated guest shark on wow. the history of the show. And they have a lot of guest sharks, but she's the fucking best Very and everybody smart. tunes in for her I mean she's she, way better than the Spanx girl she Ugh. knows what the fuck she's doing I mean she went if you watch on the show she like went from selling like very sad skinny girl cupcakes like as a samples lady in a mm-hmm. grocery store in the Hamptons to like literally she has a snowboard with skinny girl on it. yeah <laughs> and there's skinny girl jeans and there's skinny girl, skinny girl everything and skin, whatever yeah so love anyway. it what a gift can't wait guess I'm getting HBO Max so that's going to be wonderful. We're so stoked for Bethany. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, okay. You wanted to share a bachelor story. Oh, yes. I wanted to share a fun bachelor story, uh, which was that it was my birthday this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And Tony surprised me with a uh, quick little like weekend trip, but at the beginning of the week to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And he has, uh, when he does commercials, he works with this commercial company that's really amazing and they're owned by the Coppolas. So Ooh. they have a property in Palm Springs that they're like, hey, if it's empty and you want to go, just like let us know. So we did. And we went on Monday. Uh, the house is gorgeous it's this like beautiful palm springs historic like old vintage hollywood vibes it used to be bing crosby's house uh and is currently roman coppola's house wow we go in the man who is showing us the property was like giving us the keys and signing everything over it was like also this is the screening room and it has the entire criterion collection on dvd and we were like oh my god and very much geeking out and i was like well this only plays like 
DVDs though, right? And he was like, no, this has an Apple TV, so you could do whatever. And I was like, oh my God, perfect. So I can watch The Batch. And he stopped and looked at me and he was like, you're joking, right? You're not, you're like not going to watch The Bachelor in like a Coppola In a Coppola room. screening room, yeah. And I, I like froze because I was like, well, I don't want to embarrass Tony and like, but I, I, I don't want to lie. And I was like, uh, nah. nah, I was joking. And he was like, ah, I don't mean to bust your balls. I mean, don't worry. My wife watches that, too. What? Like, like talking. I was like, <laughs> okay, dude. Like, you don't know me. And many people fucking watch The Bachelor and love it. Uh, and I did, in fact, watch The Bachelor in a Coppola screening room. And it was amazing. It you was know what? so wonderful. Sophia Coppola is, I think, my favorite director. I'm, mm-hmm. like, very much obsessed with her. And I feel like she would like The Bachelor. So, hey, fuck yeah. off. There's and different they would, Coppolas. And they, and they would support <laughs> me watching The Bachelor and working on this podcast, which is my baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they would support. I'm not just, you know. She loves complicated women. Homework. And yes. she is has a great sense of humor in her work that I don't think she gets enough credit for. And so I feel like it's fine. And you don't need some weird guy who's showing you where the remotes are <laughs> to sanction what you're watching in the Criterion Collection room. Yes. Um, so that was very fun. And it was great to scream at Victoria in a big screening room. I know. And I mean, hey, I think that everyone is doing enough shitting on Victoria yeah. that we could probably wash our hands of it. Um, what I will say is now it's sad because I don't really want him with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he'd be fine if he dated Hannah Ann for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I I heard from someone who works on the show uh, that... They, he, they actually did have like normal girls that they thought Peter would like mm. on the season and he just eliminated all of them. Yeah, he's being a bad, <laughs> yeah. bad bachelor. Like there was a couple of girls who had like the grocery store Joe effect mm-hmm. after the first two episodes mm-hmm. that, that became like famous on Twitter because they were like, this girl is amazing and she's gorgeous and she has a job and she has ambi- like so, uh, and she was just, all of them just eliminated mm-hmm. for these like, criers and drama queens and like people who weren't there for the right reasons. Yeah, I think he's just ill-equipped to you know, figure out what he's looking for in a woman, it seems. Yeah. Um, but we did get to see Madison play some basketball at Auburn yes. this week. That was exciting. Would have loved to see uh, Peter play any kind of defense against her. Um, I'm like, I might as well watch her do drills because <laughs> he's just standing there straight-legged with his arms down, just like looking behind him, watching her shoot. And it's like, no, like, play, do something. I wonder how much of it is an effort for him to not want to embarrass himself, but it's mm-hmm. only coming off as him embarrassing himself. yeah also um bruce pearl who i think peter thought was her coach but is it's not her coach it's the men's coach he was on this week he's a big march madness figure and you and i are mm-hmm. both very into march madness mm-hmm. he's always very sweaty and he was sweating during this segment <laughs> as well i was like why are you sweating you're not even doing drills you're not doing anything you're not, you shouldn't even be worked up right you're now you're just sweating <laughs> yeah that was very cool i thought that was very sweet that he um appeared on the episode and charles barkley charles barkley did too mm-hmm. war damn eagle war damn eagle um yeah so that was interesting i wanted to ask about why axe throwing is so popular at all even why is it why i recently saw my brother and sister-in-law and they were like we could do something fun today we could go do top golf we could go do this we could go do that we could go axe throwing and i was like i have seen this on tv i am all for a new activity i love fun new things what 
in what world would I not throw the axe right back in my face? Yeah. I am astonished at what the, what I've seen of it, and I'm terrified. There's, yeah. So one time I went to Home Depot, and I had to rent a chainsaw for something. I feel like it was <laughs> film or college-related. And the guy was like, hey, like, um, if you've never used a chainsaw before, you a lot of people, like, cut their own legs <gasps> off. And that's how I feel about axe throwing. Oh, my God. I would throw the axe. I'd be like, woof, release it too late, and it would go And then it would go into, into your leg. Yeah. I, <laughs> when I throw Frisbees, I aim I can, and I could throw a football. I could throw a regular ball. Yeah. I've thrown so many Frisbees back at my face, boomerang style. There's just no world where I would allow myself to just like loose freehand throw no, and axe. While you're drinking? And, to, and yeah, while you're drinking. And to think that we're all surrounding and so excited to see unathletic, uncoordinated Peter Weber throw an axe was cuckoo bananas Yeah, and the people behind him are just standing there like, oh, this is cool. And it's like, I have thrown a bowling ball backwards. <laughs> By mistake, it just slips out of your hand. Yeah. Your hands get a little sweaty. That axe is going yeah. right into someone's head. Crazy. So I just We're, don't know why that's a thing. Table flipping does not sanction axe throwing. No. Let me tell you. Um, what should we talk? Let's talk about Vanderpump. Yes. Oh, you have a oh, fun Vanderpump story. Yes. Okay. So last week it was actually, uh, I feel like it was last Thursday. It was last Thursday. So it was February 13th. Um, and I went to have a little dinner and drinks day with my friend, Sam, who's a big fan of the podcast. Um, and we were looking at places in between where we both were at the time. And I suggested Tom, Tom, and she was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and we go to Tom, Tom. And at first I was very annoyed because they put me so far in the back. First of all, they've extended it since you and yeah. I went. It's mm -hmm. big. And they put me so far in the back corner and like physically behind a tree, like right behind a tree <laughs> at this little two top. And I was like, oh, this is annoying. And the whole room was empty. Um, Sam comes a few minutes later and sits down and we get some really fun drinks and we get some cauliflower. It's very tasty. Fucking Lisa fucking Vanderpump walks in Ooh. with Ken. Wow. Holding a dog. Wow. With her event planner. Do you know which dog it was? Was it Harrison? At first I thought it was Jiggy, but now that I've looked at the video, I took seven to 28 times. <laughs> it's too, she's, he's too fluffy to I be Jiggy. Harrison, so it might then. be Harrison. Yeah. Also in a little pink suit. Cute. Uh, she was in a pink blazer. Uh, and Ken was there. Ken looked exactly how he fucking looks on TV. They both look exactly how they look on mm -hmm. TV. And I think part of that has to do with having such like signature looks. Yeah. And it's great. It sets them up for success mm -hmm. because then you see him, her hair and her makeup and everything is always the same every time. And she looked great. And we're freaking out. And I talked to the server. I was like, and, and they sit at the table right next to us. Mm -hmm. They sit at the table right next to us. And we're both freaking out. And I said to the server, like, I'm going to ask for a picture at some point. And he was like, oh, we would have to, like, sign an NDA. And, like, I, I technically can't take the picture for you because I can't be a photographer. And I was like, okay, I hear you. And what I hear is I could go ask to take a selfie. And he was <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I mean, you could go for it, but it's probably not going to work. All the while, we're seeing people approach her and, like, take selfies. And she looks like she's fucking hating it. Mm -hmm. While this is happening and Sam and I are, like, trying to figure out our game plan, Pandora walks wow. in, her daughter Pandora. Um, so exciting. I walk out of the restaurant at one point to feed my meter and I pass John Sessa mm -hmm. of Vanderpump Dogs. Wow. And there's no cameras, mind you. So this is just like organic. Uh, and it was just wonderful. And at the very end, she gets up to leave and Sam and I like hustle up towards her. And I was like, Lisa, Lisa, hi. First of all, so much perfume. So much perfume. Oof. And she turned around seemingly already annoyed. And I was like, I just wanted to say like, I, I come here a lot. I don't. It was my second time. 
Uh, and I thank you so much for, I like love all your spots. I watch you on every show that you're on Aww. and I think you're so great. And I just wanted to say thank you and see if we could get a picture. And she was like, oh, so there really is like a no picture policy <laughs> and was like slowly like inching away Yay. from me. And I was like, and I also didn't have my phone in my hand. So I, I think I said something along the lines of like, that's okay. I mean, like, I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do, but I guess I just wanted to like, thank you. And I said, thank you a thousand times. Aww. She did ask what Sam, I basically lied. Cause Sam just moved here. Right. And I was like, um, we just moved here and like, we just like love Los Angeles and you're part of the reason. I was just like trying to suck her dick yeah, as much yeah. as I can to get a goddamn picture. And she was like, oh, that's great. What do you guys do? And I was like, I'm an actor. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then this is Sam. She works in the theater. She works at the Gaffin. I was Aww. like trying to like pump up Sam. But she was very, I mean, for the most part, she was sweet. She also just seemed like so fed up at the idea of these fucking pictures. Yeah. Um, so it was, a, I, I feel overall so happy. It was the best thing ever. And it's funny to think that they, I think they're doing the right thing by coming to the restaurant mm -hmm. a lot. Like they sat down, they had a drink. I think that's what you should be doing. So many people come from all over to these restaurants yeah. and then they end up seeing nobody. Uh, but also when you do that, I mean, you got to strike a balance between like having a good attitude with people too. I also want to say that Mike and I, when we get sat at restaurants, they put us in the very back a lot. And I feel like it's because we're not pretty enough to be in the front. <gasps> and so, you guys are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, Abba Kinney doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it makes me feel better to hear, like, oh, Lisa was in the back because that's where the people who yeah. don't want to be bothered are. I wonder, too, yeah, if they were, like, helping hook me up, too, because it's, like, this big table that she was at, and it was surrounded by little two tops. Mm -hmm. And so there was only a handful back there when she came, and I was like, oh, okay, Jack. Jackpot. So now I'm less mad about this. Also, their air conditioning sense. situation is crazy. They uh -oh. need to fix it. Better get the hold of that before it starts yeah. getting hot here. Okay, let's talk about this uh, homophobic pasture pastor issue. Homophobic uh, pasture. pasture. Fields yeah. and fields, <laughs> fields of that hate. don't like gay people. <laughs> no, okay, what do we, whose side are you on? Are you on Tom and Ariana's side because they're being very vocal about how hurtful this is? Or are you on Jackson Brittany's side where... Brittany's from a different city and she fixed it and she was taking this person at his word and she just like didn't realize the extent of it. I am really down the middle about it because at the end of the day, as they say on reality TV, they fired the homophobic pastor. Right. They replaced him with Lance Bass. Right. Very gay. Uh, very gay. <laughs> they Against her mom's wishes. Against her mom's wishes. Yeah. yeah, her mom seemed pretty fucking so extra, bummed about honestly, it. extra points for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're choosing to keep, like, their conversation with him private is also very fair. This is not someone who agreed to, like, be exposed necessarily on this show, mm -hmm. the pastor, I mean. Mm -hmm. But all Tom and Ariana did was kind of voice like, hey, this seems like it's been happening for a really long time. Yeah. And we are curious as your friends uh, why this wasn't stopped earlier. Yeah. But I don't know. I think to also call them out two weeks before their wedding and like get aggressive mm -hmm. with them about it when at the end of the day they did the right thing is a little much. I think everybody is overreacting. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> Jax doesn't care about anything. Because um, he was like, oh, I don't care what you think as long as you don't post it on social media about the pastor. And I was yeah. like, Jax, you have been sucked off by guys at least. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the very least, we know you've done some stuff that's not For considered sure. heterosexual. For sure. And, uh, you know, I felt... 
I totally understand where Tom and Ariana are coming from, especially because Ariana just came off or came out as bi. I do think it sucks that like as their friends, they weren't checking in with them more mm. to be like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I never meant for this to come across in any hurtful way. And I support who you are as a person. And like this is just a tough situation with my family, you know, whatever the normal, like yeah. emotionally intelligent way to deal with it. But that's not what we're going to get from the show. No. So what the fuck am I even talking about? I also have I have some while I don't know what it's like to have that the varying degree of difference between your LA life and your home life. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, Brittany does say like, Hey, in LA, we like really live in a bubble. Right. And it's so true. Like we live in, so the fact that the, the gay pride episode was the episode before this. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they're working at these Vanderpump episodes. Like, and, and everybody in this cast seems to be by like, they're all making out and like eating each other out. And it's like, great. And even Britney, Britney, even Britney. Britney we don't, I'm not going to speculate about what went down between her and Kristen, but she's at least kissed everyone yes. on the cast. And so I think she probably does a lot of compartmentalizing yeah. that's led to this being handled so late. Because their claim is that they didn't see these comments. Right. They're like, no, we haven't been seeing them or looking at them or anything. It's like, no, you've seen it. But you are... You you identify that as something that's like out of your LA life mm-hmm. and something that you don't need to deal with. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, it's going to be fucking public. And they did the right thing, but I don't know. I also worry about this whole plot is stemmed out of the well, they're getting married, so we can't bring anything up to them. Right. And it's like no, which is crazy because it takes like so long to plan a wedding. Yeah. So, so for what, like, what a whole for a year? year, I'm not allowed to have any gripes with no, you. That's crazy. That's nuts. Um, I have two very silly things that I wanted to point out from this week's Vanderpump. Um, one, Lala's engagement ring is gigantic. <gasps> yeah. How does it's she even like move? The size of a gumball. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. Um, and the second oh actually three things the second thing is when they're setting up Britney's um, bachelorette party they're like throwing streamers across the stairwell and mm-hmm. I'm like these bitches are so not athletic that they can't even catch a streamer from like five feet away this is so <laughs> stupid and then Ariana and Tom later on in their own home they have a brand new house like full of brand new stuff with many, many rooms and they still choose to eat takeout sushi in their bed. In their bed, yeah. I don't even do that in my one bedroom apartment. No, no. Yeah, they're like, oh, are we going to eat sushi in bed? I was like, girl, gross. Like, if I had a dining room where a dining room table could go, I would be eating there all the time I would eat there quite often. Out yeah. of an apartment. Yeah. Come on. I know. I thought that was insane. Uh, I liked, speaking of Lala and her fat engagement ring, someone was asking her to recap the um, <laughs> the, the homophobic pastor's tweets. Uh-huh. And she said, she was like, okay, so he had said, like, I don't condone this lifestyle, blah, 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 blah. But that's, like, totally not verbatim. That's yeah, it's like she no shit. Like, no, we know it's not verbatim, <laughs> Lala. You just said blah 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 seventeen yeah. times, but then she's so seriously. It's like I mean, that's not verbatim. Like, um, girl, no. I thought she looked really pretty this episode. She looked gorgeous. Yeah. Love Lala. I liked her like orange sparkly dress thing with flowers on it yes. that she wore at the bachelorette party. I also like that she spoke up when Katie brought it up, or maybe no, it was Ariana brought it up right before the party, and she was like, "Yeah, I hear you. I think that this is like mm-hmm. really going to be sensitive She's also to all bi. of us." Yeah, She's yeah. Up with Ariana, yeah. yeah. And she goes, <laughs> "Yeah." She was like, "Should I tell him that I crunched your cookie yeah, one time?" Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, wow! I've never heard those words in that way." Um, but she said she was like. Uh, we also need to like be aware that this is like really about 
Britney. And I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, that she I think was like doing a little bit of damage control. On the actual party day. Yeah. Like, that's fair. You yeah. know, like, um, Tony was bringing up some uh, holes in the... <laughs> And the realness of Vanderpump to you, which yes. I thought was very interesting. I wanted to hear about a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So he was funny because last week he was like, it was right before bed. And he was like, what should we watch? And I was like thinking about different shows to watch. And then he was like, do you want to watch Vanderpump? And I was like, do I want to watch Vanderpump? He's never watched Vanderpump. With yeah. Me. So uh, he was like, you could pick any episode and let's watch it. And ah! I was so excited. So we watched the end of season two, which is entitled Was it the Sheena Engagement Party? Yes, the okay. Sheena Engagement Party, that which I thought was great. That is the exact episode I would choose Great. Too. Okay, okay, good. So we watched that one and then we ended and we watched the beginning of season three as well. And he was just, he was just like really fascinating. I mean, he's listened to so much of this podcast mm-hmm. and he's also listened to you and Mike talk so much about it and he's been to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I think he was, uh, you know, had several reasons to watch. But he was pointing out, he was asking me about like plots and what had led up until this point. And he was like, okay, so have we been following the Kristen Jacks affair since episode one? Right. Or like since episode two or three or four? And then when he would see a conversation with like at the photo shoot, for example, in this episode, uh, Tom sits down and has a one-on-one with Stassi. He's like, okay, so obviously the producers are like, having people come over and right. like organizing when and I was like yeah but they're not telling them what to say they're not they're still just speaking for themselves but yeah they're like set up in these like beautifully lit scenes where they're like getting great coverage and then there'd be some Stasi lines where what did she call Kristen she's like Kristen is just a lying whore and Tony was like obviously that line was like very directed like they whether if she said it on her own then they like they set it up and were like can you do that again clean because he's just pointing out about how clean all of the conversations are and that you get everybody walking in and walking out I mean the best parts of the show like the fights where they're like especially in Sheena's engagement party where Mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval punches Jack so many times that he's bleeding and he uses a tablecloth to wipe blood off his head like that's real yeah (laughs) that's all I care about yeah all this other shit it's like great do what you have to do to set up the story well and you also it was fun to do a little flashback and see and like I know my it's funny my friend Lily is also watching it from the beginning right now and to see how Lisa's role in it like she was such a little puppeteer in those Mm -hmm, episodes mm -hmm. like she was there for that whole engagement party and like pairing people off together and at the pool party she was like narrating to the photographer about who was fucking who and she was so hands-on and I think now the show is just so great yeah. without her that she is rarely in that position. Yeah. She just has like little one-on-ones with different characters. Um, but you know what is real? Uh, fucking Eva going into labor on Real Housewives of yes, Atlanta Yes, yes. So that's exactly, I can't wait to tell Tony about that because I was like, yeah, obviously we're staging once they, they're, I think that the Vanderpump producers are very much following the plot because mm-hmm. I do think in terms of scripted and what they say, like that shit is not true. I think it feels very real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, they're all staged in a way where it looks good. Uh, Eva going into labor when she's supposed to be going to Nini's brunch. Yeah. And it's so great to watch. They have like the camera set up in the car scene and she's driving there with Cynthia. She's in the passenger seat and you could just she's see that she's eight like months pregnant. eight months pregnant. She's a little distracted. She goes to get out of the car and she needs help. So then Cynthia asks one of the producers to do it. Yeah. They're like, can you guys help her get out of the car? And Eva's sweating. And she's like, if I'm being honest, I've been having contractions for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. And she's like, I just didn't want to. Because she's, A, eight months pregnant. Yeah. Like, 
doesn't want any of those health issues. B, straight up doesn't have a nursery yeah. set up, like has nothing set up. And lastly, wants to go to this brunch with Nini. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She just like wants to go to this brunch. Um, here's my main gripe with everybody in this scene. I thought everybody was very sweet and supportive and like helped her out. Um, however, if your friend's eight months pregnant, take your Louboutins off and run to your car to drive them <laughs> yeah. to the hospital or yeah. wear tennis shoes around them so you can spring into action yeah, very quickly. Yeah, she does walk so slowly and what delicately back to doing? her car. It's like yeah. she's literally on the ground about to give birth and she's like, my cervix is dilated. And Cynthia's like, okay, I'm going to get my Land Rover. And she's just like, click, clacks, like very slowly. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. I'll take her to the hospital. The, it's like, will you? They called her doctor and uh, Candy was like, oh, Eva's saying she doesn't want to go to the hospital and the doctor was literally like well i can tell candy how to deliver a baby over the phone if you want and he was like okay we'll go yeah she's like, like all right fine then we'll Ron, go i guess what are you doing yeah i was if uh, not for her sake out. for the sake of the leather interior of your car yeah <laughs> like crazy um all right well this week we're talking about a very beloved show uh cheer yes on netflix yes um we one thing that i wanted to mention that we didn't get to mention in the show is that uh, or in the interview was that jerry is fucking fabulous jerry is fucking fabulous and i'm i am sad that we didn't touch on him because i want a tiny jerry in my pocket at all times He's so fucking amazing. And have you seen that he's been hired to do like red carpet coverage yes. the past couple of weeks? Like unbelievable. Amazing. And I think as like a little homage to him because we didn't get to cover him as long as we wanted to in the interview, we should do a, chair, a Jerry uh, Matt talk sequence as our... Uh, like interlude thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean we Matt talk each that, other? Yeah, let's I was do like, that. Alyssa, no. <laughs> Why not? I think we could Matt talk each other. Okay. He's, he is so, he is so amazing. And yeah. I do, and I feel like, uh, I also really love our guest this week, who's Vanessa McGee, who is this like really, really brilliant writer and producer on my show, Dave. Uh, And I feel like my intro is like a little weirdly stilted because (laughs) it's like, first of all, it's kind of like nerve wracking introducing and you've done it more than me when you're, you're having a friend, but who also has these amazing credits. And then you're just like, it feels suddenly like formal to do in front of them. So if I sound like a robot, that's totally why. But Um, she also has like a lot of amazing credits. And so it's like hard to pick which ones to highlight quickly, yeah. you know? I was so, like, Vanessa, yeah. what do you want me to say about you? And she's also just a very, like, cool person. Yeah. So that is uh, also makes me nervous sometimes. And then if you have a microphone in front of you, man, do your, like, You're just nerves. falling apart. Yeah, you're just falling here. apart. But... She yeah. was great. And she was wonderful. We did an excellent interview with her. <laughs> and it was a little bit interrupted by outside forces that we could not yeah, control. Yeah. We had a lot of technical issues and outside forces. So, and yeah. I stepped in dog poop that day and you could totally tell. It was tough. It was a tough day. <laughs> but anyway, we're so excited to share this Cheer interview because Cheer is like such a fucking phenomenal show. Oh, can I say one more thing about Cheer? Yes. I sent it to you. I don't know if you follow or watch Benny Drama at all on Instagram. No. He's so funny and he does just impressive of like the Kardashians and just like little funny uh, Instagram videos and his cheer impressions are on point. I will try to upload it somehow to our story. Yeah, it's it's just so great. Amazing. Uh, So, all right, let's get right into it. Woo! That's my cheerleader, Will. Do you have (laughs) one? Talk is when you're going through a routine. 
and someone is yelling for you and checking you in and giving you cues like, oh, Darius, you got this. Let's go. Get her up. Hold her feet. Let's go. Squeeze. Pop her off. Let's go. Come on. We're going to the next section. That's Matt Talk. And Jerry? Yes! Girl, you can hear him from the other side of the floor. But he don't just map talk one person. He map talk the entire team. And it just makes you just want to do better as a just math for yourself. That was great. That was really good. Yes. Okay, everybody. Today we're going to tackle what I think everybody's been clamoring for, which is Netflix's Cheer, the best friggin' cheerleading show that's ever existed. And we're doing it with a very special guest, Vanessa McGee, who is a brilliant comedy writer. I have had the fortune of working with you on Dave, which is coming out very soon, March 4th. Um, And you're also a producer, very Mm hands-on, and taught me everything I know about everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And you also wrote on Grownish, which is very fierce. It's true. These are all facts. And you also love cheer. I... <laughs> I feel like we should say if you haven't this is the one show I'm going to say if you haven't seen the show it's only six episodes I am not going to hold back on spoilers like mm. I highly highly recommend you pause you come back to this episode after you've seen the show it's excellent and I don't want to rob you from that experience mm-hmm. um, I want to start out by saying also that as I get older and I see women uh, portrayed in different ways, like when I saw Wonder Woman, I cried because mm-hmm. I had never seen like such a badass female superhero. Um, when I saw Cheer, I was like, I've never seen a sport that's considered so girly or sort of like frivolous compared to quote unquote real sports like football or whatever right. uh, portrayed in such a like incredible feat of athleticism. Like it made me emotional to see these girls with their like 12 packs, just like (laughs) squeezing their muscles in slow motion. It was awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, a yeah, the 12 pack just hit me hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's hard to, because I watched it almost in one sitting, like I start, I was like, oh yeah, it's, yeah. Re- you know, it's recommended on my friend's Netflix account because I borrow her Netflix account, whatever, come at me. Um, <laughs> and, and I, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try this thing. And then it started in a minute two. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to get up from this. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I saw the abs and it's, it's hard to sit for six hours and look at, look at that and, <laughs> and know that you're just like atrophying. On yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You are a couch potato. I think at some point I did honestly like get up and start like doing like a few crunches or something. No. I was like, I should, yeah, I should do <laughs> maybe something or stretch or like do a But pigeon. they're also like, I mean, I think of them as like, you know, horse jockeys, like you have to be tiny, tiny, like unnaturally yeah. tiny to succeed at that. So in my mind, I was like, all right, you, like I it's, mean, this is, this would be like, you guys f- look like you're very small. <laughs> you're very small too. Thank you. This uh, is so athletic. It's insulting. <laughs> no, but it's like, that would be, if you, if you literally like, if you looked like them, I would be like, oh, is she okay? Like, is there yeah. something up, you know, kind of thing. So I Weirdly, think it's specialized, you know? Yeah. There, the part that, ha- I mean, listen, there are many haunting parts to cheer um, <laughs> among the many highs of cheer, but one of weirdly, maybe this speaks more <laughs> to things that haunt me personally, mm-hmm. but is when Morgan is like, I'm scared of this weigh in. And they're like, why are you scared? You all, you've already weighed yourself. Yes. And she comes out of the bathroom and she's like, 
I weighed 96 pounds. I know. That's what I mean. Like, Like, if we weighed 96 pounds, like, we would need a car seat. Like, that's a problem. You know? Like, that's specifically for the flying portion. I would be (laughs) screaming it from the rooftop. Yeah. (laughs) This is the kind of content that you should be having on. No, I know. That's what I'm trying to be like. (laughs) Comes in and is like, I want to weigh under 100 pounds. I feel like this is not very 2020 of me. Right. Sorry, everyone. And you're very thin and beautiful. And and all body types are beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we're trying to say. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I listen. My mother is both uh, Vietnamese and French, so I just have been raised. Sure. To, and she endlessly, I love you, mom. Uh, is like I weighed a hundred and five when right, I got right, married. Right. So I'm just like, oh very, my gosh, yeah, very, so yeah. That part hit me hard. I've I was seen like when I was born. Do you <laughs> yeah. Want to hear a story about my mother, or should we just talk about you? No, say it. Say it. I remember going home for my sister's wedding. This is years ago, and I had just. I think I had just had the flu or something like that. I had a couple stories about my mother and the flu, but, and I, you know, and she was like, oh, you look, you know, I was like, mom, you look good. Cause she's, I just told you the story off microphone about her working out for two and a half hours. And I was like tapping out. Um, but I, I was like, mom, you look good. And she said, so do you, you look really thin. And I said, yeah, you know, I think I've probably plateaued at like 125 or whatever I was at the time. And she looked at me and she kind of tilted her head and she goes, do 120. No. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry. My mother Sorry. likes to say, had said this for so long when I was l- way too little to hear it. The, uh, it's better to look good than to feel good. Ooh. Like about yeah. painful shoes and like painful dresses. Like that's tough. luckily My not about like the health in general, but like, <laughs> I would be like, well, these shoes hurt. And she'd be like, well, it's better to look good than to feel good. It's like mother. Yes. It's so not 2020 of her. It's not. Mm-hmm. Look, we all have a little bit of that and as long as we keep it in check and we don't end up like Jackie on Real Housewives of New Jersey eating cans of tuna that she brought on a Mexico vacation like to secretly you know not have to eat any dressings or anything like I think we're doing okay you know what we're saying is the three of us I wanted to ask uh do you guys would you want to be tumblers or flyers tumbler yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Tumbling. If I if I could have a special skill, I can't yeah. do either. And especially tumbling, I would be like so dizzy. But I think if I could choose a superpower, it'd be tumbler. Uh, tumbling looks like it just. I. Uh, I mean, ever since like the when I was little, I'd watch like you know the Olympic gymnastics things, and it, it, you know, I, and then I would do like a cartwheel and be like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. I win the gold or whatever. <laughs> listen, I was lonely. I win but the gold. But like, you know, yeah, I think it would be so. But the, and also the flying, like the part where Morgan is like, my rib cage is like yeah. coming apart. Yeah. But I'm gonna keep going. Also, they're yeah. like, I don't trust people very yeah. easily, and having to literally trust someone over and over again when they fling you up in the air that they're going to catch you the right way and you're not just going to like break your neck and then yes. have it be some fucking dude's fault that he dropped you. Like yeah. I just wouldn't perform well in that the area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what happened. Is it? Okay. I think that's what, I, that's only what I can divine from that sequence of events is, you know, Sherbs goes flying, like basically breaks her neck. And then like in the next scene, um, I'm gonna. Why am I forgetting her name? The coach. Morgan. Oh, Monica. Monica. Yeah. There's a lot of M names. That's okay. Um, Monica. It says, okay, if you need to like go to the bathroom or something, can you just let me know Oof. so that I know somebody's <gasps> missing from the pyramid? Like that's very important. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. That that's happened? horrendous. Did somebody just see I know? would not be a nice person if that happened to me. If I was yeah. Sherbs and I'm just like killing it like in all areas and I'm like the star of the pyramid, and then some guy just went to the bathroom and didn't <laughs> tell anyone. 
you like I would make Ladarius look like a sweetheart. That's that's horrendous, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah. And also there was a comment after she fell, like the next scene where they were training Allie, the Mm -hmm. next girl. And like everyone was spotting her and they were like, oh, now everyone's here. And I was like, what happened? Like, it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me that they never point point fingers I, I guess it doesn't serve the overall like team vibe, but yeah. I am watching that thinking like I need a professional cheerleader to sit next to me and be like, that guy fucked up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The few times that when they would go, well, nobody caught someone falling. So we're all going to do 50 push ups, And I'd be like, how do you even tell? Like yeah. when someone falls, it just looks like a, a tumble of all of these bodies everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then she'll immediately be like, well, it's 50 pushups or it's not like there's, I don't know how you can even identify through the chaos of all of these bodies just like yeah. splaying so everywhere. Guys, they do their pushups with very bad form. I would like yeah. To really? It's sort of like one of those, like just get to the number 50 ish, yeah. you know, and their heads like, are too far down. Yeah. Hmm. God, I'm glad I found a forum to address what, this. How did you, <laughs> how did you come to the show? Were you a cheerleader? Do you dance? Did you play sports? Like you just saw, and no. you were like, okay. That no, was really the opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Lying in bed, looking at my laptop. Um, probably procrastinating in some way, shape, or form. Um, I did grow up playing sports. I grew up playing soccer mm-hmm. and softball. Um, Fredo. Sorry, Fredo's um, wa- guarding the podcast. He studio. is. And so, to going. be fair, someone did bang on the door, so he is protecting all of us. He's doing great. Um, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I played soccer for a really long time, actually, maybe 10 years, something like that. Um, same girls, but that's, it's interesting. I think what, what's kind of cool about cheer too is that, you know, they don't, well, did they? So my issue with team sports, <laughs> I have a few things. One, I have a very, um, oh, I have a real thing about people depending on me mm-hmm. in an arena in which I don't feel very, very confident. Mm-hmm. So being on set is one thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say you are incredible on set and yeah. uh, everyone's so dependent on you. Yeah, I feel, that I'm, but I'm fine there, you know, and also, I mean, the script is done, you know, mm-hmm. like it's done and you just kind of have to execute and, but you're fine. And I feel good about, you know, my abilities there on a soccer field. <laughs> It was a very different situation. Mm-hmm. Also, it was a different point in my life, too. I guess I was like, you know, 14 or whatever. Um, and I just, that feeling of like a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. <laughs> I still feel that when I walk into a workout class now, mm-hmm. like large groups of women, particularly like, I guess, I, like white women make me very nervous. <laughs> and I think it calls to mind like my my days on like, you know, team sports. Right. And so at a certain point I just quit. I mean, partially I discovered smoking weed, but I just like, you know, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it just, I would have, you know, nervous break, like like actual like hyperventilating moments uh, in the middle of games just because of the tension of it. And I, so I think cheer, I I guess I liked the, you know, the kind of, if you fuck up, we all do 50 push-ups or whatever, but also there was a lot of, yeah. I found Ladarius very, for lack of a better word, triggering. Yeah. So I will say that I read a little article about like what they're doing now. And one of the things that Ladarius said is that he watched the show and he didn't like himself. Yeah. He was like, I didn't oh, realize I was coming off this way. He used Jerry as an example of like how he wants to bring more light to his teammates. So I think that's really nice and like a hard lesson to go through, yeah. you know, nationally, like mm-hmm. having everyone judge you. Um, obviously, like people have empathy for him from because of his background and the, all the things that he went through. Um, 
but yeah, the idea of someone like just continuously blaming something on you mm-hmm. and making like making Allie feel like she like I think he even said that she was like too fat to do the flying yeah. at yeah, one point. He implied like, that's that really she was like too heavy. Tough. Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> he was a little bit the mean girl of that team. I think that's why I sort of felt. Um, you know, and I think I mean, but yeah, mean girl meaning obviously just like the phraseology of that. But I think that's why Morgan too, I, I sort of identified a lot with her, this idea of just somebody who, and she was aside from her 96 pounds, right. <laughs> very beautiful, <laughs> yeah. very capable, just learning. Although I think it's interesting that Monica kept saying, sorry, is it Monica? It's yeah, the, the coach yes. Monica. I yeah. not remember That's okay. Name. Um, <laughs> But everybody, you know, she kept saying, like, she had the right look. That's why she brought her on the team. Yeah. Which I thought was That's also been very controversial yeah. online. Um, but, uh, but she just had this kind of, you know, fragility and insecurity on that team. And I think that fear, I identified very deeply with that fear of being the weak link yes. mm-hmm. on a strong team, mm-hmm. on a team of strong people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think, a very relatable fear. Yes. Well, like, and it showcased that so well, right? The whole show of like that same anxiety that you were talking about of a team depending on you and it being just like absolutely disastrous, both emotionally and physically, like you could be dropped to the ground from all these people. But also I would be so, the the highs of when they would have a victory together in any way, like the first time they did the pyramid successfully mm-hmm. and when they're individually, like if Jay Jerry does something successfully. Everybody's so happy. Like that happiness and like group think was so positive and addictive. Mm-hmm. Like it shows that that whole spectrum for the team, like everything you would experience. Cause mm-hmm. I would go through like, Oh, I would never be able to be a part of something like this. And then something great would happen. And I'd be like, Oh my God, but maybe I could. Yeah. <laughs> when it's yeah. going yeah. great, it's very enviable. The mm-hmm. idea of being on a team that is getting along well, that is experiencing mm-hmm. victory together. That is, you know, really, you know, uniting and feeling a bond, but, uh, you know, having been part of teams where it's not going great or you're just not, you're just having an off day. Yeah. It's just tough. I think like if you, I mean, I felt the same way about playing basketball in high school where it was like, I felt like we're a team, but if I fuck up my part, it's so obvious to everybody. There's no way for me to cover that up. And so the pressure of knowing like if the ball's coming to you, if someone hits a shot where you're supposed to be guarding them or whatever, knowing that my team was going to be pissed at me, I would just like hope that I wasn't in the game like in the last seconds, you know? Like I just didn't want to be in situations that really mattered to everybody. And I think like part of that was poor coaching. Like I don't know how your coach would treat you, but if you see a coach like sort of build someone up who's having, who's struggling with things. I think the team will follow that a little bit. And, but, or if you see a coach who's like screaming at them, like they're an idiot, which Mm -hmm. is how my coaches were, Mm -hmm. then the team's going to be like, yeah, you're an idiot and you suck. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think Monica kind of tried to strike a balance, but she also like bred competition between everybody, which will like tear everyone apart. You know, I also think you and I are both writers and I Mm -hmm. think writers are sort of, uh, I don't want to say renowned, but I will, uh, for being very neurotic, yes, which is sort of the opposite of the traditional athlete profile, mm-hmm. where you just kind of power through. I mean, they've like done sort of these studies on star athletes, you know, where under pressure, they just don't even have the same physiological responses wow. as normal people. They don't respond to stress the same way. And I want uh, that. How do I get that? Exactly. <laughs> and I just, I really, and I, I, I don't always believe that it's training. I do think that certain people, I think, you know, to bring it up right now, but like, you know, that 
Kobe Bryant is mm-hmm. built, was built differently yeah. than, say, you and I. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, there are people who want the ball in the last 10 seconds. Right. Because they just have this, whether it's confidence, ego, whatever, they, they believe that they're the best person to do it. And then there are people who are just like, listen, man, <laughs> I, I'm over here. Probably uh, not Some me. of that visualizing, too. Like, I remember uh, learning about that in, like, like in middle school or something where it's like, if you just visualize your success and the ball going in, it's going to happen. And I think maybe some people are wired to be like, no, I will score in the last 10 seconds of the game. And that's what I'm envisioning. That's what I see in my mind. And I see like the thousands of ways that I could fuck up and the crowd booing and like me going to the hospital with some insane injury. Like, I I think it's a matter of just like where your brain goes in that moment. Like, what do you see actually happening? Yeah, I think also to bring it slightly back to cheer, like when Allie kept messing up and she kept crying, I was watching her like, get it together. Like, get your fucking brain together. You know, like you physically can do this if you just stop. And it's like, I've been there before, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where you really, I mean, I think we're talking more about athletes and mental health. Like I know, especially in the NBA, they're talking about that a lot these days. Like, it's a part of the game and it's people don't people underestimate it because it's not tangible, but it's like you really can fuck yourself up if you just don't think you can do something, yeah. you know, like it's terrible. Um, and I think in writing or in, you know, a writer's room, you can kind of like make jokes about yourself being bad at something and cover up your insecurities that way. And maybe it's like relatable. And so it adds value. But on a team, it's like you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's no like gray version of like, oh, can she be funny while she misses the shot or whatever it is, <laughs> you know? I mean, writer's rooms are not that dissimilar though. There is generally, at least in almost every writer's room I've been in, uh, <laughs> uh, there is an odd man out. There is somebody that everyone's just like, you're the weak link. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There yeah. is generally, you know? So maybe not in this last one, no. But, um, but yeah, there generally is. Yeah. So... Anyway, you were asking. Um, what? Who was your favorite female athlete on cheer? It was, you know what? I really loved Morgan, but in the end, I really loved Lexi. Me too. Oh, Lexi. Yay. I think she was pop, really popular for, she was just, as soon as I saw her, and I, I think they sort of introduced her. First of all, she kept being interrupted by her mother's phone while she was trying to give an interview. <laughs> but also she was drawing something and she was like, maybe it's like a, she said something like, I'm going to draw like a squirrel with a jet pack or something that's like yes. bonkers. And you were like, this girl's great. Also, she had a, a, a shade of hair color that I've coveted my whole life. Oh, really? Oh, that it's like almost like so bond is gray. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like basically silver. Yeah. Also her deadpan delivery yes. is just. Because of all her fucking brain injuries from being in yeah, fights. For, yeah. Full on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's, she seems so Zen, but it's yeah. beca- like you just see, obviously this is a person who could flip a switch. Because yeah. she would be like not blinking, barely changing her voice. And she'd be like, so I got in a fight with that girl and she went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, what? How is this inside of this person? But and I I also resented how she was such a good tumbler. And uh, Monica and everybody kept being like, well, she does tumble like a boy. Mm-hmm. She tumbles what like a boy. What does that mean? Do we know what that means? Is there like a different style? Can they just do more flips? Like what I do they- I think she could do more, okay. which I resented. And I, it looked like she also just like threw her body weight around in yes. a really powerful way. Yeah. Like yeah. especially with the flyers and a lot of the girls who were doing like across the floor, there's something with, like when Gabby would do tumbling, she, there's something like very light about mm-hmm. what she's doing. Yeah. And fucking Lexi was like, 
pounding and doing yeah. so much like, <laughs> yeah. hardcore shit. Yeah. So there, there is something like very unique about her. Can we talk about the nudes scandal? Yes. Oh, sure. I thought a, a lot of people had problems with certain things like Monica saying Morgan has a certain look they're looking for. Right. I thought her going to the police officer who was like clearly a fan of the team. <laughs> Big time. Big, huge fan. <laughs> totally. He basically asked for autographs. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, like, changed the dynamic of if Lexi, who's been arrested before, had gone herself to talk about this. Like, yeah. I think they would have probably slut-shamed her right. um, and been like, why did you send these pictures to anyone? You know, all of that We're kind of listened. stuff. Yeah. yeah not taking not it okay. seriously, Eat but it because kid. Monica was there to, like, talk through it, she she was, like, heard in a way it seemed like she'd never been heard before, right? Yeah. 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 I think, you know, Coach Monica, I remember her name. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we're back. Um, uh, you know, her advocacy for her team was interesting because 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 I do she's sort of a complicated heroine um but I did like you know there was the moment where she said I am very conservative I am from this you know tiny tiny Texas town mm-hmm. but if anybody you know comes at my like my like my boys like or whatever because it was you know it was that part where they were talking about that dumb teacher was mm-hmm. like uh, you know down here in Texas we've got very conservative values I'm a, like a gun toting like whatever blah, right. blah, blah. and Jerry was like I don't know about all this mm-hmm. um, and Monica was kind of saying you know I will protect them you right know, and nobody can speak out against them and that sort of a thing. Um, I just thought it was interesting, you know, that she was just very protective of them as individuals and accepted them as individuals. Um, but, I, you know, maybe from an ideological standpoint, <laughs> I wondered. I was like, I wondered from a, you know, from a, if you, from a macro view, if she has changed anything. But she's, you know, from indiv- an individual standpoint, she'll, she'll protect them. Yeah. Well, she, it's tough in her position. I mean, these are from the same people who created Last Chance You. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that... They're they're so clearly in this like little isolated bubble where mm-hmm. she can take somebody like Lexi and almost distract them with this insane commitment of a sport. Like yeah. I mean, Lexi says it's like so nice to be busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I actually love being busy. I love being at these practices all day. I have to go to class or else I can't be on the team. So I'm going to all these classes. But then there's no long term kind of consequences or like road that this can sort of. It, this doesn't give you a golden ticket right. because once you're done with cheer, you're done with cheer. So it's like how if if Monica is just really making the best cheerleaders, mm-hmm. uh, and then what happens when they graduate or when they can't cheer anymore or they get injured? It's like there is a little bit less of a focus. I think what, yeah, like what you're saying of like are these are they better people for it or is this just helping them now? Yeah. Like she can't protect them forever. She can't protect them forever. And there's only so much. Yeah. She can do in helping win a championship. Yeah. It's like, I think those, all these kids come from, they've overcome so many things to get to this point. It seems like, and having someone really believe in you and expect a lot from you and pay attention to you in a way that a lot of them hadn't experienced. It seems like, um, I think that does change you as a person. Like if one person, uh, if you can trust one person to be there for you, then maybe you can trust more people to be there for you. Um, I also wonder though, and this is harsh because I love Monica and I thought she was great, but like you were saying, if you take a step back and you get her away from the specific, you know, cheerleader she has a personal investment in, is it like sort of like a Megyn Kelly version of feminism Mm -hmm. where like Megyn Kelly's like, 
oh my God, I just have a baby. I just had a baby and I feel like everyone should have maternity leave now. And it's like, mm, I don't think you felt that before you personally were affected by a baby. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. Which is like, look, I'm all for people broadening their mindset and being empathetic and whatever gets you there gets you there. But it does seem a little like if she specifically wasn't coming face to face with these types of athletes every day, would she be as liberal as she is? Lexi, the first time I saw Lexi, I... I watched her do like backflips or whatever. I don't know the names of the actual moves, but we were watching, I was watching it with Mike, my boyfriend, and he, I was like, she didn't put her hands on the ground. Like she's just flinging herself, like doing like a front handspring, but without hands. And he was like, no. And we watched it again. And I was like, look at this girl. She's so fucking strong. And then she just walks away. Like, I hate all of you. I don't want to be around yeah. you, <laughs> which I think is so admirable. I wish I was like that. Yeah. She's <laughs> a know? very cool cheerleader. Yeah. It's hard to find like, cool people anywhere <laughs> but she is a genuinely sort of a you know she just has that sort of I think that's why people like her she's yeah. sort of aspirationally cool um I don't know and I, I certainly I don't know that I've ever been cool but uh, there was just something about her that I found very that idea of being sort of trapped in a small town borderline against your will yeah um and just kind of Sitting next to a lava lamp. Yeah. Trying <laughs> things with jetpacks on them. Vaping, I guess. Vaping yeah. Vaping a lot. Things. Do we think she um, was rolling in the last scene when she was at a rave? I would presume so. Yeah. I'm like, nobody so goes to raves unless they're doing something. Maybe yeah. at least like an edible or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There was just something very, um, you know, appealingly like adolescent about her. Yeah. Just, I feel like everybody's felt like what she seems to feel. All yeah, the time I I, I connected with her so hardcore when she was like, I don't care about learning the past cheerleaders' names. <laughs> yeah, like, and I am not gonna be an asshole if I'm an alumni and I come visit and people don't know my name. Yeah, yeah. I won't be an asshole to them. And it was very much her like being like, I don't like. like I don't give a fuck. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I would feel the exact same way. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, I do on the other hand, do think it's a cool tradition for Monica to try and reinforce that so that there is some recognition and some value once you are an alumni. Cause of what we were talking about earlier of like, where does this go and you're done? But also it's like, that's not going to help Lexi be a better cheerleader. No, but I do think what's cool about Lexi is that she's so fucking good at what she does that she knows she doesn't have to play ball with anybody. And I wish I had a skill level that high in anything in my life, (laughs) like where I could just be like, fuck you. I don't like you. And I'm the best. So deal with it. You know, I could go tumble anywhere. (laughs) Listen, they may not be tumbling, but uh, you know what? Like. The good thing about, you know, what we do is that you still could be. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you don't feel that yet, I'm just saying you could. Yes. That's true. There's a high ceiling. (laughs) On that really motivational (laughs) note, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and I want to ask if you have anything to plug, if you have a show coming up and who your favorite actor is on that show. <laughs> Maybe specifically oh, on March 4th. Yeah, if there's know. anything you want to tell the listeners to look out for. Interesting. Yeah. What if I just had a curveball? I don't have a curveball. <laughs> of course, please, everybody, tune in to Dave mm-hmm. on FXX and Hulu on FXX. God, that's hard to say. Yep. On March 4th, Taylor plays uh, the best character ever. Um, so please watch that. Oh my God, um, Vanessa, don't. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great show. Where can people find you? 
Instagram, Twitter. Actually, nowhere. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. She's one so off-grid. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? If we weren't such on, a t- on such a tight schedule, I would ask more about that. But maybe we could have you on again, and I can quiz you about social media. Would love it. Okay, great. Yay. I'll be back. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks, Thanks for having us.